Welcome back for another episode of Counting the Stars. I'm Mary Gillum, and I'm here for morning coffee with my husband, Malone Gillum, where we ponder and discuss the big questions of life. Who are we? Why are we the way we are? What is truth and what is fiction? And just as endless as the stars in the sky are, our exploration never runs out of new questions and discoveries. So grab a cup of coffee for yourself if you like, and join us as we dive into what's unfolding this week. Let's focus in on seeing a little more of life and truth and do some growing up together as family. Here we go. Good morning. Hello there. We've been away for a while. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> and so Mary said, okay, you got to think, it's your turn to think of the topic. And really, I've, I think it's healthy sometimes just to go back and evaluate or look at why you're doing something. Not that there's any necessary reason to stop but just to kind of refocus and i don't know how long we've been doing this it's over a year i suppose Mm -hmm. and just to go back and talk about today um maybe why we started this and what counting the stars is all about it's you know recently uh, i've concluded writing something for our parishioners and other people called salt and light And there was a previous version called Daily Bread, which I started at the very beginning of the pandemic. And my aim and purpose and goal was to continue to write something either daily or three times a week to communicate to the parish and to other people. Um, Just some reflection on scripture and a few other things. And it finally came time that now that the pandemic is pretty much wound down, you know, it had served its purpose and I got a lot of enjoyment out of it, but it really was time to close the book on that. And, um, and so I did at the very end of May. Um, so that's what's had me thinking, you know, to go back and think about, okay, what is what is our trajectory? What are we thinking about? What are we doing? And just kind of refocusing for the next season. That's great. That's super. Because even though I think we only took a week off since the, or maybe two weeks we've been off. Mm-hmm. And so coming back towards, I was like, oh gosh, we've we're going to record a podcast. What are we going to talk about? And it didn't take long. And I had like pressure of, Ooh, we need a topic and it needs to be interesting. And, and so I had kind of lost sight of what is this podcast about? Why did we start it? And it took me a little while just to remember, gosh, this is, this is not meant to be complicated. It's not meant to be, um, something where we have to be an expert in what we're talking about is actually meant to be engaging simple life, like everyday life and looking for a little bit more meaning. So looking a little underneath, 
you know, maybe where we hustle and bustle all of us in our busy lives and asking questions like what's really happening here? What's happening on the inside of me? What does this mean on a slightly deeper level? So it's not that complicated, but it takes a little bit of intention. And so that's a big part, I think, of why we started this. Like we're living life, but let's not go to sleep while we're living it. Let's stay awake and encourage each other in that awakeness and ask questions and have conversations. And it's totally fine if we don't have the answers, but it's in the conversation that we grow and, and we search in a, a really good way and grow as people. Yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. Uh, and I think the only thing I would add to that um, is I think conversation where you can be honest with somebody. So honest conversation, and let's just be frank, not all of our conversations are that way. Um, but when you're talking with somebody that you trust and uh, that you know cares for you, then you're willing to engage topics or questions that you might be fearful from actually verbalizing in front of somebody else. And I've just noticed, particularly through the pandemic, but this has been with us forever and will continue to be with us, how much people, how often, let me put it that way, how often people operate out of fear. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is not fear of the boogeyman or anything necessarily, but a fear of something that challenges what they've already decided is true in their minds. So new ideas, new perspectives, uh, we're resistant to those things um, and we fear those things. And so part of this podcast, I think, was to have a conversation really to hopefully demonstrate, you know, you don't need to be afraid. Asking questions is necessary and actually uh, it's what we need to do in order to grow. We need to be exposed to things that we're not familiar with. And it doesn't mean that we'll agree with them or even necessarily be swayed by our exposure to them. But we've grown in the process nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think part of that fear, that resistance to be challenged by asking questions, is that it may it may invite or it may demand, not necessarily demand, but it may ask of you change. And that's what we really kind of dig our heels in against mm-hmm. because we, we like everything to be the same. We like the control of knowing what's about to happen. And that's not really living life. Um, I was sitting at the church service outside. So we still have outside service, which I'm, which I'm so fond of. <laughs> I love being out in nature. And that to me is a, a, just an ideal setting for the way that I kind of interact, um, with the liturgy. Um, so I was looking up a little bit as we were sitting there and the clouds were moving and, and kind of at a rapid pace, which helped me 
think of this and recognize the meaning kind of behind it with the constant movement of the clouds. Um, it reminded me that life is constantly changing. You know, mm-hmm. everything is constantly changing Our you know, our bodies are moving. There are things being kind of torn down and built up and there's this constant ongoing regeneration. Um, Nature is constantly changing. People's thoughts are going from one to the next to the next. And um, so being okay with that constant change and at the same time looking and discovering truth within that change. Does that make sense? That kind of that um, dichotomy of, all right, everything's changing, but what's solid here? What's the foundation? Oh, the thread of what's real. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what, you know, a groundedness in the midst of all the change. That's, to me, the spirituality that helps anchor us. If we can find the things, and for us it's, you know, knowing the nature of God, knowing his constancy and, and that he's not changing and that, that love is present regardless. Um, those things bring peace in the midst of constant change to me. Yes. And to me, I think what you just described is the short little illustration that Jesus gives about building your house on the rock or the sand. Right. Regardless of which one of those two you build on, the world around you is changing. So the change is going to happen, but do you have a foundation? Such as Mary said for us, the character of God, love, you know, is triumphant and resurrection has the last word over death. Those are solid underneath our feet, even though everything else around us may be changing. So just because you build your house on the rock doesn't mean things aren't changing around you. It just means you have a solid place to stand in the midst of change, uh, uh, which is, uh, you know, contrasted with not having that. And when things change, the ground under you changes and that puts you in real disarray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens with the people who live in fear. Um, because at some point, you know, their house of cards get shaken, the, sh- the sand shift, and man, is that scary for them. Right. And I've been there. I've lived that way. Well, sort of switching gears here, but staying on that theme of fear and uh, wishing that we had Dr. Paul Zoll as a guest, but we don't, <laughs> so we're going to have to make do. Uh, we're watching season three of Stranger Things with mm. our youngest two daughters right now. And so my, I'm asking the question of what is it? Because I'm not a big science fiction person at all. I don't, you know, it doesn't draw me in, but, but this is a really interesting show. And, and I, you know, love that we're doing it together with them and that they want to watch it with us. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's great. Delightful. Um, what is it about science fiction if people are, you know, in fear already and don't want to change? Is science fiction and and are the 
kind of intrigue met with aliens and UFOs and outer space. And is, is that an escape from the everyday, you know, questions of life and meaning for them? Or is it just the, the attraction of something that's kind of fearful that they want to go towards? I don't understand why people are so fixated on it. Well, gosh, I'm no expert in breaking all of that down. A a few thoughts, and there's a lot to it, I think. Some of it may be escapism, sure. But I also think, you know, the fascination with supernatural is we know there's more to this world than what we see. Mm. We just know that instinctively that that's true. I think that's one of the reasons we're drawn to that sort of thing. Um, and I, there's a lot that could be said, I think, about that. But So I think that's just part of the attraction is the unexplainable and we're trying to put some face on things. I think part of the fascination when it comes to horror or scary stuff is I think at one level it it may be if we feel like we can um, personify it through a movie or whatever it is and and deal with it in that regard, even though it's scary to us, um, it's like our, we're fighting back against that fear. Ah, so if we can kind of handle it and see it and mold it a little bit, we've got a little control over it. Yeah. And this, it just reminds me of a interview I saw, um, with some real huge fans of heavy metal music and death metal music who were, you know, in their, uh, black leather and just the kind of the stereotypical things you might think of. And I was fascinated. This is not probably true of all of them, but or even of heavy metal music in the whole. But I think there's something to what these people were saying. And they talked to musicians as well. They had been conditioned, some of them, poorly in the church, you know, and they thought the way the church presented good and evil and God and hell and um, was very hypocritical. And so one of the things that came out of that is they were making fun of it and really engaging those topics in incredibly straightforward and serious ways. Mm. It was almost raging against the machine. Right. Um, You know, and it's amazing if you start looking at it, how many horror uh, screenplay writers or like Wes Craven, Stephen King, how many of these people grew up in evangelical Christianity and or some kind of Christianity. And they're like, they were not satisfied with the answers they got. And so they're addressing some of these things and pushing back. And there's always elements of kind of the church and supernatural and stuff woven into their stuff. Uh, so they didn't get rid of all of it, but that, so this is a very long winded answer. I think part of our fascination with the fear thing is when we kind of face those fears and rage against our fears in movie or story or whatever, Mm. I think it makes us feel a bit more alive. Like we can face it. 
Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And so now I have the question is, you know, asking and kind of pushing the envelope, not being afraid to go to those places and challenge them. Is that easier for people outside of the church than inside of the church? Yeah, I think that's a tough question to answer because there's different kinds of people in the church. Right. So right. I can't. Yeah, so there's no blanket no. answer. But I would just say, I think people who are absolutely convinced that love wins and that resurrection has the last word don't operate in that kind of fear. And I'm not saying that fear never comes. I, I mean, don't, you know, we still are realistic here, but the overriding rock under their feet is they know that the love of God wins the day. Mm-hmm. And so their overall viewpoint is not one of fear, but there are loads of people in the church who believe hell wins the day mm-hmm. and that you better do the right things or have said the right incantation or had the right magic water or something put on you so that you can escape that. So they live in fear because the threat of death, hell in the grave and weeping and gnashing of teeth and where the worm never dies, that's more real to them than resurrection. And so then are people who are outside the church, is it easier for them to combat the fear? Absolutely, I think, Mm. because the church in some respects, conditions people to that uh, scarcity hell point of view. And that's all they know. And so it's no wonder they are scared to death. Yeah, which is so so much mental trauma to live life with so much like doubt and fear and knowing that death is coming and not knowing which way it's going to go for you for sure. What a horrible way to live. Oh, it's, it is. I've, I lived that way for many years. It's a tragic way to live. It steals life from you. Um, you know, I've come out of that and look back over those years and realize, you know, I was robbed of really living life for many years because that's the way I was conditioned. And I'm, you know, it's just the way it is. Um, and I've grown through that. But yeah, it's it's horrible. The the emotional and spiritual scarring that uh, often the church has perpetrated onto people. Which, you know, the only way to really slowly heal that is to have the true nature of God revealed to you somehow. Yeah. And the ironic thing is, a lot of these people in the church that live in fear, they will champion the lordship of Jesus Christ louder than anybody else. But it's not really true for them Mm -hmm. because they're so scared. Um, You know, a savior, what does a savior do? Well, if I'm in a burning house and the fireman comes in and saves me... um, that's what the fireman does. He, ha- he has saved me. And if we believe that Jesus is a Savior, He either left us in there or He couldn't do it. 
He wasn't powerful enough to overcome the flames. He was scared. I mean, what is it? Did he save us or did he not save us? Right. It either is or it isn't. You have to decide, <laughs> did love win or did it not win? And I understand people can quote a million Bible verses, and I can quote a million back. Uh, you can make the Bible say what you want it to say. Mm-hmm. But is the foundation under your feet? Is the rock, is that rock that love and resurrection wins? Or is that rock hell, death, and the grave? And that's what's solid and that's what's true. That's the real question right there. Yeah. <laughs> and it changes your perspective on living. Oh, sure. Mm. It's a biggie. Didn't, I didn't know we were going to go this deep today. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a light one about Stranger Things and Aliens. <laughs> Which is a great show. I recommend it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so... We're going to be off the next few weeks. We're going to be weeks. off for the next few weeks. Yeah, a nice vacation, which, boy, the this time last year when we were heading out to family vacation, we were in such a different place. Oh, yeah, it was a, from one lockdown to the other lockdown. <laughs> right. I remember driving to South Carolina, and, and I love to stop and get out and walk around. And, you know, I love the the rest stops, and, and I'll hit everyone almost the way that I travel and we don't travel together for that reason. No, that's death, hell, and the grave right there for me. <laughs> but when we were going this time last year, I was like, I'm not stopping. I'm not going in anywhere. You know, we are masked we're up. We're just like the smuggle <laughs> down to South Carolina. Don't stop. Don't look at anyone. Don't breathe. <laughs> just get there. That's right. It's like the gumball rally. Fill up with gas and roll. <laughs> Which is ideal for you. It is. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Everyone have a great few weeks. We'll see you on the other side. Watch Stranger Things. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. We hope you feel encouraged and included in all of these discussions. Above all, we really want you to know that you matter. And we're all really just one big family. So until next week, keep noticing your stars, enjoy your freedom to explore life, and just take it one step at a time. Peace.